it's true, boys and girls, the end is finally here. We've made it to the season finale of the wildcard season here at the Sloppy Horror Podcast. This season, we really tried to find those flicks that lie right on the cusp of horror. The honorable mentions, if you will. That's what makes today's episode the perfect candidate. The 2008 sci-fi thriller, Cloverfield. Now, I want to ask you something. How many found footage, natural disaster monster movies are we getting these days? Or any days, for that matter? Cloverfield might not fall flush inside the description of every horror movie, but it sure as shit checks off a lot of the boxes. Not to mention, this movie was done right. It had a $25 million budget, and this venture paid off for Paramount Pictures because the film brought in over $172 million at the box office. The impact has slightly been forgotten after 15 years, but Cloverfield was huge. The audience reach stretched far beyond the typical science fiction fan, and all these reasons make it a perfect reason for the season finale. There's lots to unpack with this one, so I hope all of you are ready. Without any further introduction, here is our take on Cloverfield. Welcome to the Sloppy Horror Podcast. I am your host and your scary movie companion, Mr. Christian Ramey. And I am back again with the best producer in the whole wide world, Mr. Rosark Mark. He's clapping cheeks each and every week. That's what he's used to doing. And I don't think he's gotten tired yet. He might sneeze. Is he going to sneeze? I feel, I feel <laughs> Stop, it coming. Don't, stop. I'm trying to get rid of it. All right. He's getting rid of the uh, sneeze. Okay, it's gone. It's it's the grand finale, buddy. Grand finale. Yes, that's right. We're here. Back up in it. We're going to hit you so hard it's going to make your water break, if you understand what I'm saying. This is the Sloppy Horror Podcast. This is the season finale episode of the Wild Card Season. So, you picked a very interesting one, Christian Ramey, for this uh, season finale of the Wild Card Season, of course, here on the Sloppy Horror Podcast. Right back in your ass. Why don't you... Tell us the theme of today's episode for the kids and the boys and the girls and the men out there. What we're doing, what we're doing today is Cloverfield. All right. And you know how this this one almost comes out like an old, like, news timey, like, Cloverfield. Like, that's how it comes to mind when I hear it. Okay. The Cloverfield monster. Mark, I remember when this movie came out. I remember the time frame that we were in. It's really strange going back watching this now because I will say this movie has aged a little bit and it feels new still to me because we were like adults when it came out. But that being said, it has to be talked about. All right. There's monsters. They're destroying the city. And um, I think a lot of people enjoyed this flick. Kind of a found footage ordeal. Yes. uh, Found footage. That was the hype uh, back then when this came out. So, of course, you had your, you know, haunted haunted houses, found footage, all the creepy stuff. No one really did, like, a monster story. Yeah, there before. was, like, the paranormal activity, but... Yeah, but uh, I think they did a... I think they did a good job with this. Um, it's a nice little fun little movie to watch, you know, something to put on. Some Lots of funny parts in it. Lots of um, in- interesting action. If you can get past the shaky cam thing... Now, it does get kind of intense sometimes when they're running and doing all that. It's just the camera's going everywhere. But, you know, that's the style, of course. But can give you a headache 
at some points, but I mean, if you're in and out of it, it's still pretty interesting. I think there was a time frame, like in the 90s, the shaky cam worked with the Blair Witch Project because when you went to any kind of youth football game or youth sports game, Mark, or if you went to a class play or something like that, what would you see in the audience? What was every parent fucking holding? A camcorder. Mm -hmm. Like that was just the 90s. People had camcorders. Camcorders. And you know what? Your mom wasn't Steven fucking Spielberg. She was horrible. She's like zooming in the shit she shouldn't be. So like people were used to watching that. And really what I think... It, 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 it what it does is it limits the viewer from seeing things like most movies were used to a clean cut or a clean take on things and when you're watching you can't really see it bothers you but it seemed genuine because in the 90s a lot of people had fucking camcorders so Blair Witch Project made sense it wasn't something out of the normal like that's what home videos look like well around this time that's right, you know, this is 2008, so this is right around the, the birth of smartphone eras. This is right when phones were starting to take pictures and take videos again. So this is when things started to become more of a normal. And I think now everybody's watching TikToks or clips from people recording on their phone, and not many people are Steven fucking Spielberg. So I think it's kind of coming back in that regard that people are uh, used to that view. Uh, so... It works for me. Uh, it definitely works for me. And obviously, um, a lot of things circle back to 9-11, bro. They really fucking do. And this, I mean, J.J. Abrams even says, you know, person in on this movie, he says, you know, definitely was a metaphor for 9-11. People, uh, you know, attacking the city. You had buildings falling, falling down with the big dust clouds coming through the streets. There's a lot of things going back that look very reminiscent to a lot of the footage that you would find uh, from 9-11. And that's one of the very interesting parts about that is uh, there was a lot of people who experienced that, so there was a lot of people recording. And there was just panic and terror in the streets because fucking buildings are coming down, dog. And it's not a big shock that, you know, six, seven years later, you have a movie where you see these things because that's a fear. That's something that these people literally just went through. Like, that's not make-believe. That, like, actually happened. Uh, you know, not the monster end of it, but J.J. Abrams kind of said like he wanted a monster that he could see versus like a fucking coward or a terrorist. Sure. So, yeah, it's a lot of fun. I know a lot of people are probably familiar with this, but I guess we should probably give them a little synopsis here. Well, not probably you should because that's what we do every time. Yeah, I guess. We have to talk about what we're talking about or else people won't know what we're talking about when we're talking about it. What are you even talking about? What are you talking? So looky, looky. Before we get into all this, folks, as you've noticed, each and every week you listen to our show and there are no advertisements and that's by choice. We don't care if you groom your pubes or drink energy drinks or go to wellness centers. But what we do care about is you check out our Patreon, okay? It's very affordable, and there's a lot of bonus content on there. I mean, it's a whole other show with hour-long episodes. Uh, we try to get one up every week if, if possible, but I don't know how many episodes are on there now if you're not a member, but it would take you a long time to catch up. So It's like 40 or there, something. There you go. There's a lot of, <laughs> not, not a, there's a lot of uh, you know. Ha-has and hoo-hoos and hee-hees and all kinds of great, interesting stuff. There's a lot of jelly in them donuts. 
you know. So that's how we keep the lights on here at the show. And, uh, you know, current, I mean, I don't think we've beat I don't think we've gotten above 10 Patreons yet, so we challenge you folks, all what right? What the fuck? Why not? Because I guess you and I are pieces of shit, Mark. Maybe well, we'll include this in our notes, okay? We'll include this in our notes, okay? We're going out together, brother. No, I'm just kidding. We're not doing that. But we would love if you went and supported the show. Patreon.com slash Sloppy Whore. Now. Oh, you know what else I was going to tell you folks, too? I'm going to give a little plug. Fredhead's documentary. A lot of my TikTok followers know that I gave a nice little review on this. They debuted this here in Cincinnati at Horror Hound. Um, they finally just uh, premiered it. It's a, you're able to buy it online. So check out the Fredhead's documentary if you guys haven't heard about that. Obviously all about Freddy Krueger. And now, it's sloppy horror approved. It is. For you. So if we say it, it must be good. Which it, it is. Must be true. Must be true here. Now, what were we talking about? The Cloverfield. Oh yeah, Clover. The (laughs) Cloverfield. Cloverfield. Tell me what happened in Cloverfield and why is there a clover in the field? So here's the thing. Yeah. There's these guys. They're down there off Forty Second Street. Okay, I know these guys, and they're looking for this fucking broad. No, that's not what happened. Kind of what happened. That's pretty much is what happened. Okay. (laughs) That's the whole story, but okay. What's happening here is we have a group of friends all getting together in Manhattan. They all live in Manhattan, but they're attending a party for their friend Rob. Rob is a successful young businessman, and he has landed a dream job. And now Rob gets to move to Japan, and that's where he gets to work. So... Before he goes to Japan, they're throwing him a nice little party. And during this party, a giant monster attacks Manhattan. And it's the Cloverfield monster. And if you haven't seen it, what's interesting is it almost looks like a large insect, kind of. Like an insecty, you know, alien thing. But what happens is all these little creatures fall off of it. And they're like these little fucking spider bug things. I don't know. They're scary. They make fun noises. They attack people. Definitely kind of creepy and cool. So, throughout this movie, these people are trying to escape. The military starts to attack the island. Isn't great for a lot of people. But all of this is presented as if it was, uh, you know, found footage from a video camera used that night for Rob's little party. And then they found it. Afterwards. Of course. So... That's a good little premise there. Mm-hmm. Uh, natural disasters always work, and it's always New York. They always pick New York. You know, it's a target. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, if you like lived in New York, you could literally have like two whole days of just watching natural disaster movies that happen in your city. Everything from like Godzilla, Day After Tomorrow. <laughs> you yeah, know what yeah. I mean? If I does, if I have to base uh, a place I was living off movies, I would not pick New York. I'd pick somewhere else. Pretty much anywhere but New York, but I like New York. But yeah, you're in a movie movie stance. I don't right. like New York. <laughs> That's where Godzilla's coming. Yep. That's where they all come from. I do like the defense for. I do like the premise, and they they uh, you know they made it seem pretty believable uh, that this was like an actual event. These people seemed real. They had usual drama that groups of friends have. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, main character, what's his name? Um, Rob. Rob, okay, Rob's about to leave, like you said, but there's a girl behind who shows up to his party with another dude. 
What's that's some bullshit? What You're gonna f- come to my party? First of all, what the fuck is wrong with you? You're my little main squeeze. Why? You're gonna come to my party? Why, why would you do that? Why would you do it? anyway? So that starts. So, so, that, so that starts a little bit of drama, of course. So, you know that makes it believable. And then that's that's the whole reason why they died because she gets stuck in her apartment when it all goes down, and then Rob feels like I gotta go save her because I love her. I find this girl so, with a piece of rebar through her fucking torso. Oh, God. Yeah. I don't know. We'll talk about that later. <laughs> but, you know, and, but what what makes the movie to me is who they made the camera guy in this movie. It's TJ Miller. It's TJ Miller. I think his name is uh, in the movie Hutch. HUD. HUD. Short for HUD. Yeah. He makes the movie to me. This was before he was a comedian, too. I remember it, he that dude, like, we were dying of laughter because of that guy. But, like, we didn't know. He, he wasn't, like, presented as a comedian in the movie. He's just, like, a normal dorky friend yeah. who can't shut the fuck up. Yeah. And he's always just saying the, the worst shit at the worst time. And, like, I just remember you and I would laugh. And then this guy started, you know, T.J. Miller's obviously had the career he's had and became, like, a comedian. And you're like, oh, this guy is funny. Because I remember, I remember dying. Dude, he's hilarious. The, the best, every time I see him, now you know when you have a favorite comedian or something that you have a favorite line for them or something, their favorite that you did. Yeah. It always laughs to me because you and me, I'm sure have the same thing. It's the, from our idiot brother. <laughs> and he's a character in that. And he's on the porch and they're making candles. <laughs> so they're talking about making candles. And then, uh, forget the other guy. He plays Paul it. Rudd. Paul Rudd and... TJ are sitting there and they're talking about candles and they're talking about recycling candles. It's like eventually we can have a bin that says I used to be candles. And then TJ's sitting there making candles. He's like, eventually we can just have a bin that says, trust me, I used to be a lot of candles. <laughs> trust me. It used to be a lot of candles. Yeah, dude, he's he's comedy, man. He like, is comedy. He makes he makes the bin. He runs around the party telling everybody that yeah. the whole gossip running around. Oh. And he does. He, he is like and, he does say the worst things at the worst times in very stressful situations, but that's a very normal thing. You know, people do that. They try to like laugh, ha ha, witness trauma, mm-hmm. and he does that. So it makes them a little bit more believable in this found footage movie. It makes them seem like these are real, legit people. Like they seem like real people to me. They don't seem like actors, even though I know it's T.J. Miller behind that camera. I still, I still think of him as HUD. It's real people to me. Yeah, I like. I like what happens when these uh, little spider creatures that come off of the monster bite you what happens is the people end up exploding one of their friends gets bit that was interesting yeah i think uh the uh girl in the group miranda miranda who hud is trying to <laughs> get with which she does horribly which yeah. is hilarious she was friend zoning the fuck out of him yeah but you know she gets bit and she starts feeling sick serves her right and then you know they finally get to the Eventually, through their journey, they eventually become find where the military base is at in the city, where they all are. And then, you know, she's like, I don't feel so good. And then the military sees her like, we got a bite. We got, and they all freak out and take her away. And then she just explodes behind a curtain. You only see it from from the eyes and shit. That Mm -hmm. looked really cool, dude. That was like a really intense moment because the movie is kind of creepy, but it's very like. I don't want to say CGI, but it's like just like big Godzilla monster. But that moment was like, oh fuck! Like that's, I, 
That's for different. You know, that's not something that's been done in a movie for as long as I can remember. Like, when you get bit, obviously you get sick. You either turn into something or you, like, eventually just... Uh, die you don't fucking explode like a firecracker <laughs> i pulled the cedric inter- the entertainer from haunted house she's like, i'm a level with you dog this bitch don't look right <laughs> she's like i don't feel so good you're like oh my god you were just normal yeah. like and now she's just terrifying looking like and yeah that was crazy because i love how they did that they didn't show her explode what they like mark said they brought her behind this like little quarantine tent and it's like you remember in austin powers when they did the skits behind the like the the light uh, yeah. you know and you saw them behind with the shadows of them mm-hmm. it was the same kind of deal but she just inflated like the michelin man and then just the whole thing covered in blood oh yeah and i don't know i thought that was kind of neat um I like the use of military vehicles. Uh, I'm not. I don't. I, I've worked a lot of air shows in my life. Weirdly enough, it's a random little fact. But like through doing that, like I've learned about certain planes, and like I do kind of get a hard on for certain planes, man. It's cool as shit. But they're like, all right, you know, we got the the F-22s going in. You're like, oh fuck, bro. Yeah, and eventually, they got an airstrike from one of that black stealth plane that looks crazy that makes like no noise, and go, I forget what that's called, but that mm-hmm. eventually bombs it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they do things that they think they would do. Like, you know, what would happen? Like, the military would obviously come in here and try and fucking destroy it. They would bomb it. They would, do, you know, it's all believable stuff if that were to happen. That's how it would happen. You remember what the military guy said when Rob went up? He said, sir, sir, I need to talk to you. Sir, I need to talk to you. What Do you know what this thing is out here? And he said... They ain't telling me, but whatever it is, it's winning. <laughs> That's when I'd be like, fuck, dude. Like, this guy means business. Yeah, it's not good. <laughs> yeah, dude. It's like, not good. But, I mean, you were right in the crossfire of it, too. I mean, there's been tents where they're just right in the middle of battles and then just the missiles exploding. Doesn't phase the monster. It showed, like, the TV's reporting, too, showing, like, the military guys on the street, like, shooting these spider things and they're just not quick enough i keep calling them spider things they have a specific name for them i forget what they call them but no they look like spider things as soon as i spawn as soon as i as soon as i would see little spider things like coming at you i'm running i'm oh, not running yeah. i'm not stopping yeah dude and, and it's funny the noise they make too like sometimes my little chihuahua gets like that if you play tug of war with them he makes like this like these weird fucking noises. It's very funny, but like when he makes the noises, I think of the little Cloverfield monsters. Mm-hmm. Like that's what you sound like, man. Like that's where they got it from. You know, they got it from an animal noise. But yeah, that was cool. You get some bomb action going on. You get people attacked by spiders. You get, you know, it, there's a lot going on. It's like a natural disaster movie and a monster movie all wrapped into one with the found footage. Yeah. It's the trifecta. Another good part is um, when they finally make it to that girl's apartment who they've been searching for, her building has, of course, been shot or fucked with. So now it's leaning on another building. Like the leaning tower of Pisa on another. Yeah. So, of course, HUD's like, well, maybe if we went up to the other building and walk across, we could get down to the other one. And then they both look at him like, that's a good idea. He's like, no, 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 I didn't say that. No, I didn't say that. No, no, no. Yeah, dude, that's fucked. <laughs> that was an intense part of climbing that building because it was very eerie and creepy because you hear the fire alarms going off and they're trying to get up. Of course, they can't take the elevator, so they're walking up like, I don't know, like 90 flights of stairs or however many f- floors there is. There's like 50 floors in this building. Mark, if you if you get 
caught in some rebar on a building like that, I'm going to need you to do your best to try to get up out of there on your own, okay? Now, I will save you. I will come help you. But come on, dog. Like, you know, if I didn't and I snapped you a picture from the ground, like, look, dude, what do you want me to do? Yeah, so then eventually they get across the building and then they find the girl. And she is has a piece of rebar right through her torso. And she's like... You came back for me and shit. So then, you know, whatever. Like, bitch, you should be dead. Like, you have a rebar through your toe. So pretty much where her heart was, I'm pretty sure. It might have been on the other side, but at least hit a lung. Or something. It ain't like, right. No, something good that, in there. Here, there's an, I don't, I'm not a chemistry, biology, whatever, anatomy person, but there's at least an artery, there's lungs, there's hearts, there's a lot of vital organs right here in the chest area, and it's on the right side. So, anyway... So they pull her off, and of course she can climb downstairs and run and do all that shit and make it out with the fucking yeah gaping right hole yeah on both and sides. also trying to scale a crooked ass building to a no get the fuck out of here but it was it was interesting you know it had to be something that had to make finding her intense it, would you save me if I was in that other building yeah I think you would try to call me you'd be like hey what's up <laughs> if you if you could just get to this other building. I got you. I would save you. I would come up there, I, uh, just so I just so I could pull you off a of rebar. Yeah, yeah, that would be. A little... I wouldn't. Nah, you know me. I wouldn't hesitate. I'd be like, okay, all right, dude. You're gonna. <laughs> I want you to breathe in. I want you as soon as you exhale. We're gonna boost you at the fuck out of here. I'll pull your ass out. You, you'd I'll be do a, it. You'd rip the bandaid off quick. I would try to make you laugh. I'd be like. This isn't good, dude. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't hesitate. Be like, "Hey, are you okay? Okay, I'll pull you off, and I wouldn't even tell you that I'd pull you, just so you'd be like, (laughs) "What the fuck?" And then your adrenaline would pump up, and I'd be like, "All right, you're walking the rest of the way. Like, I'm not, but I would get you." I can imagine you being there, and like me, like, and you just saying, "Stop making me fucking laugh right now, dude." (laughs) It's all right, man. Grab. No, I mean, if I was there, I'd be like, just. Just fucking pull me. Hurry up. And then try to make me mess. Like, Chris, just shut the fuck up and pull me. <laughs> like, I would be so mad. Jack, don't let go, Jack. I'd be so shut mad at you. Shut the fuck up, dude. <laughs> I'd be so mad at you. I would. I would have said. Now, I might <laughs> not have up. got. I might not have gone through a war zone to get you. But now, if I would have. I know, now, dude. Now, here's the thing. Like, if I would have. If I, let's say, I got your voicemail. And you're like, I need help. And all this. I'd call you back. And if it's ringing and you pick up, then I'd come get you. Like, fuck, you're still alive. All right. I would probably take the subway system, which turns out to be bad because there's spider things down there eventually. But it seemed like a good idea at the time. Uh, but if you didn't answer, I'd be like, he must be dead. So, yes. I'm uh, sorry. I got to go. Look, in this kind of situation, you need to give people all kinds of heads up. I'm texting you or in my message. I'm saying, I have a giant piece of rebar through my fucking body. Okay, my building is leaning against another build. Like, I need a lot of, like, you know, I'm giving out a lot of shit here. Okay. And what's scary, you saw that shit going on with Turkey. They had that big earthquake recently. People are literally fucking buried alive. And they mm-hmm. don't have, like, building codes and shit over there like we do, dog. Like, I mean, no. so people were literally fucking trapped. I mean, they found a bunch of people, but there were people just, like, live streaming, just like, we're fucking in here, homie. Like, fucking absolute nightmare fuel. I would definitely save you but i mean a war zone spiders the building leaning well let me put it this way i'd save you but like a 
a fling, a love fling. I, I don't know, bro. No. I'm, we're just going to leave this one to the Lord. No, unless it's your wife or something. You ain't going back. Yeah, wife, kids, or somebody that you've had some yeah, like. That's it. And right now, I don't have that many. So He banged her once. I know. That's it. And, and she showed up with to another dude at his going away party. No. Yeah. yeah. No. 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 Yeah. No. That is the birth of I'm a simp that, right there. No. I'm, I'm hearing that TikTok. Dumb ways to die. <laughs> no. But, I mean, of course you had to go because you had to make a movie. But no. Mm-hmm. What the fuck's wrong with you? Yeah, it had to be your dog. Because at least, you know, yeah, there's a, there's a lot of stuff going on up there. But, you know, whatever. Whatever. I mean, I get it. What's your, uh, what's your favorite part of the movie? Um, HUD's death is up there. But I think that final sequence really where you think, uh, like, all right, cool, these, these motherfuckers are about to get up out of here. They're on a helicopter. They did everything they needed to do. They saved the girl. She somehow lived. You know what I mean? They lost one person. But that's typical for a movie. You might lose a character you like that adds a, a little bit of like heartstrings. You're like, oh man, they made it though. R.I.P. to a real one. Nah. One helicopter goes up. Next helicopter goes up. The one helicopter gets knocked down while the other one's up. And then they're just up there watching that uh, big ass monster go through the streets, tear up buildings. And then it's getting bombed. And HUD's celebrating, like, yeah. And then the monster jumps up and gets him. And they fuck. They're. The helicopter scene going down looked pretty fucking awesome. And then they, like, managed to get out. This is probably, like, four, three minutes of footage. But then they get out of the helicopter, and they pull everybody out. And then and he's like, you hear HUD, like, I'm just going to get the camera. And they're like, HUD. And he's like, what? And the monster's literally right the fuck behind him and eats him. I just thought that was a cool fucking scene. I like that whole little sequence because a lot happens in it. You think, like, they're about to get out. And then you just realize, like, nope. <laughs> this is no. a found footage that means you're dead because they had to find it <laughs> yeah. so this was a gonna... turned in footage no. <laughs> we gotta make a movie they do actually have a movie called turned in footage it was uh, Grave Encounters the second, oh, yeah. the second one though the second one, not the first one the second one the second one was actually pretty good but that's a Netflix thing maybe we'll do that down the road mm-hmm. but that's the last like non-name Netflix movie that I actually enjoyed but uh, well yeah what's your favorite part of Zark? Mine is when uh, they first start going and they actually, like, end up in a war zone. Like, the monster is in their same street and it's coming after them. And then they just duck for cover and then, you know, they're Fucking shooting. rockets. They're rockets and <laughs> shooting. And then that's the first time you get a glimpse of the actual monster just roaring right above him. You're like, oh, shit. And then they get down to the subway. But that's just war zone, like... Oh, God. Monsters are underrated, dude. Like, not even like Frankenstein. I'm talking, like, Godzilla... Um, J.J. Abrams said that like he was on a trip with uh, his son or somebody in Japan and they had all this Godzilla shit and they're like man that makes sense obviously uh, as we always discuss we didn't we didn't invent this theory it's just a common it's a common knowledge that horror movies are a reflection of the fears currently in society so is it a weird coincidence that Godzilla came out of Japan in the early 50s about a giant radioactive monster? No. They got a giant atom bomb dropped on them, bro. Like, that's a real fucking fear they had. So he said that we needed a monster that wasn't King Kong. King Kong seemed a little too friendly to him. Like, they kind of, King Kong, you didn't want him to die almost because he was, you know, 
just like a giant monkey. You're like, no, man, we don't want you to die. But we needed a monster. And he said he didn't want to do like terrorists or whatever. So it was like kind of a, obviously, he literally, it's not like I'm like stretching here or I'm leaning. Like he verbatim said, this is because of 9-11 and I didn't, I, we needed a monster that wasn't like friendly like King Kong. And obviously they really tried hard to make a lot of separations between this and Godzilla. Because I think that one with Matthew Broderick came out in 98 or 99. And granted, this is like, you know, nine, ten years later, but they still wanted to make a, a big difference. They didn't want it to be Godzilla. They wanted it to be something different. And I, I think it was. I, I really kind of dug the monster. The Cloverfield monster is its like own thing. Like mm-hmm. if I say that, like you have an idea, you're like, oh, big spider thing with other little things falling off it. Like I, that's a lot of impact to be able to create your own thing, you know. It's not like, yep, we're just a werewolf. These were already invented. Yeah, I'm a vampire. These were already invented. Like, now you made your own monster, homie. That's very underrated, in my opinion. Sure. Because it's hard to do monster movies. You need a lot of money uh, because there's a lot of computer work. There's a lot of, like, it can look really fucking bad. But you know what? I actually probably have to change my answer for favorite part. Okay. My favorite part is initially... When things, the the first strike happens, they're on the roof and they see everything bad happen. And then they go down the street and they see all these explosions happening, you know, maybe, you know, 10, 12 blocks down the road. And then all of a sudden you see this big ass thing flying through the air and slide down the street. And it's the Statue of Liberty head. And like, if you're familiar with New York, if you know New York, like... Ellis Island is, like, fucking a mile and a half off of, like, Manhattan. Like, I mean, I I don't know the exact measurement, but it's at least a mile the fuck away. So for something to hit the head of the Statue of Liberty that far and that, like, I would immediately know. Like, because you think, like, I think, like, maybe if you're not from New York or, like, I'm not from there. If you've never been or don't know the layout, you would think like, oh, okay, well, that's just like a building in the city. It just got knocked over. It's like, no, bro, that's like another small island off of Manhattan, and the fucking head just came crashing through with great force. I would know right then something was fucking super strong. So, like, that moment for me was like a holy shit. Yeah, I wouldn't be sitting there taking pictures of it. I'd be like, how do I get as far away from this area as soon as possible. What? Because, like, whatever did that was massive. Yeah. Like, that was, like, it, be it a weapon, a monster, whatever, that took a lot of fucking force, dude. Like, I, I don't, yeah, <laughs> so far. Like, that's so far, bro. Like, that's so fucking far. Actually, <laughs> yeah, that was a really cool shot. But, um, I don't know. I, I like that. And even though it, this movie does seem a little dated, and I didn't realize. I mean, there's trends from 2008 that are no longer, obviously, but it's still very fucking watchable. Yeah. Um, still very watchable. I mean, you don't really pay attention to that stuff until, unless it's, like, in the beginning when they're at the party, and then you yeah. get away from that, and then it, you know, you get out of that old movie type of feel. Mm-hmm. Once you get past that. It's terror in the streets, baby. Ah! Oh shit, are them baby spiders? <laughs> People were like looting stores and shit. Like, <laughs> hey, Rob, it's time to get out of the store now. <laughs> we gotta yeah. leave the store now. <laughs> yeah. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, he was so funny, man. Yes. Well, 
let's take a little time, a little break from our usual thing and send it over to the boys here to tell us a little things we more know about this movie. Welcome to the What Do You Know Here. This is a segment here where we're here to tell you something that you may or may not know about this movie. Now, if this is your first time here, which is, I don't know how, why, or when it took you this long, but you're here, so we got to explain something to you. This is what's going to go down. We're going to tell you things we know about this movie. Now, you may know what we know, you may not know what we know, but if you know what we know, you're going to have a we know gasm again. If you don't know what we know, you're about to find out what we know, then you're going to have a bigger we know gasm than the people that do know that have a we know gasm. So you can brag. Mm-hmm. To them, that you're more, you know, relaxed. Everybody needs a good new orgasm every once and again, and we're about to give it to you. So why don't you tell me something that you may or may not know about this movie, Cloverfield, 2008? Now, we're talking about the JC. You know, the big guy, JC. John Carpenter. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I knew, I, I, I knew that, yeah. So John Carpenter, okay, legendary horror director. Joshua Carpenter. John Carpenter. You can't say that. That's blast for me. Now, I just like to piss you off. I'm sorry, continue, Mr. John Carpenter's Mr. fact. <laughs> Mr. John Carpenter's. <laughs> I love the Carpenter's. Now, he, he's known for all kinds of great movies, but one of his best movies is Escape from New York. It's a fun 80s movie. A lot of people love that. Kurt Russell, kind of a fun 80s synth wavy. It's fun. It's sure. a fun movie. Uh-huh. <clears throat> but it was one of those trick, you know, it's one of those trickery movie posters. You know, sometimes they have something on a box or the cover, and it's not really in the movie. You know, like, this is false advertisement, right? Well, on the poster of Escape from New York was the Statue of Liberty head, you know, severed from the body. You know, it was kind of tilted over. But there was no, that wasn't in a movie. So J.J. Abrams said, you know, hey, I don't like that. I want this in a fucking movie. So, there you go. Takes the head of the Statue of Liberty off right there. I saw the thing, whole fucking sword through the sky. Falls right there in the middle of 12th Street. Nobody knew what the fuck to do. Okay, everybody's running around. I thought it was the fucking ticket day parade. I go out there. All of a sudden, boom, there's Lady Liberty in the fucking street. What am I supposed to do, huh? Go fuck yourself. Welcome to New York City. That's pretty fucking interesting. Now, that's a great fact. I didn't know that. You know, John Carpenter, good guy. Thanks to, thank you for that inspiration, because we wouldn't have had a Statue of Liberty down the middle of 12th Street or whatever the hell you just said. Yes. You think John Carpenter used to sell carpets? I don't know. Do you think he used to be a carpenter? He should have been. You think his father was a carpenter? Somebody in that in his family you had think to they have, have been a, a carpenter. business that's called Carpenter's Carpentry. Nah, that's mm. fun. That's a good one. That's fun. That's a tongue twister. Yeah. Say that five times fast. Carpenter's Carpentry. You came into it the first time. Carpenter's Carpentry. <laughs> Hello. Carpenter's Carpentry. Carpenter Carpentry. So you can't even do it. I, I challenge every, anybody to say that more than five times fast. You can't even get it once. Twice. Anyways. Yeah. Sorry. My fact of this movie is, okay, so have you noticed 
in the movie, this is not a very intelligent monster. It's not very uh, good on his feet. You know why that is? They wanted it to look all clumsy. They wanted to make it look like a baby monster. It was clumsy. It was running into things. You know. So they made him look all... Like he, you know, he's young. Like he's new to the world. Like a newborn giraffe just coming out. You know how they can't walk. Motherfucker can't walk. He's a little kid. He don't know. He's just destroying things. It wasn't a very... In- wasn't in a very intelligent monster. Which makes that even more fucking terrifying. Because it doesn't know what it's doing. And he's a baby? How big is he good? There's, how much bigger is he supposed to get? I don't know. But there's nothing more dangerous than a giant baby. That's true. That like makes they're, it creepy. They're dangerous. You, would you give a baby anything valuable? No. No. You're just breaking in a shit. No. No. Would you let your child into your collection? Oh, no. 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 no you can't do if that. If you build a city of Legos, would you let your child in the room? Nope. No. So, that creates a little bit of fear there. I like that. That's what they did. That's what they do. And now you know. I'm going to so start building some ships and battles. How do people do that? I don't know, dude. I don't know. Like, I like the amount of anger I already feel, and I haven't even started one. Motherfucker! <laughs> <laughs> I don't even like puzzles. Snap. You expect me to put together a ship in a bottle? I could do puzzles. Uh, puzzles not so bad. I do that with the fam sometimes. And you know, sometimes it's something better than all of us looking at our phones. But the, the ship in the bottle, bro. I feel like that would end with a broken bottle with ship pieces everywhere. No, because once you... Fucking uh, bitch! He's a fucking he's a tiny... No. But then again, I'm not very good at steady with my hands. So I do I do like models, but like, you know... I, I like models cool. that are already made and that I can just purchase. Yeah. Well, this you was get, like, a model. The snap ones. The snap ones are easy. Not the ones you gotta, like, paint all the intricate... Pe- I, a lot of respect to the people that do that, but... I'm not, you know... Yeah, can you painting. just sell me one that's already pre-made so I can save myself some time? My buddy Timmy. So I can tell people I made it. Be like, hey, I put together that model over there. Took me six hours. My buddy Timmy one time, he says, I like miniature things. I says, what? What did you just say to me? I like miniature things. I said, first off, that just sounds fun. Say miniature. You don't say it much. Miniature. But then, every time I see a miniature thing, I think of him. Because sometimes you'll see it. Like, you know, you get like a little miniature car. You're like, ah, oh, he likes that. The smaller, the better. He likes it. I don't, you know, I, I, it doesn't make sense to me, but he likes that kind I of like stuff. I like miniature things. I, yeah, it's a weird thing that he said to me, and it's a weird, you know. Not, how many weird... people have told you that in your life? Nobody. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody has confessed to me that they like miniature things. What? I say I, I saved him this little car. It's a little miniature car. Where did you find a miniature car? I, uh, I don't know. Actually, I don't remember. But I've had it down here for well, a while, not, meaning you, to give it to him. <laughs> okay. It's a miniature. We're getting off the track here. Do you know any more facts? No. Uh, <laughs> okay, me neither. We'll see you later. Uh-huh. That was that Cloverfields Monsters. Uh-huh. Now... Mark, I do have to admit to you, found footage movies are real hit or miss to me. They're real hit or miss. It's like Blair Witch Project's up at top. I don't Cloverfield might be my second found, favorite found footage movie. It really might. It's uh, a good one. I mean, it's it's pretty good. I forgot how good that movie, fun that movie actually was, because I haven't seen it in forever, and then you said it to me. Because I think they had, like... Um, some kind of prequels or sequels to this or something. 
They weren't bad. There was one like after and one before. Like I've watched both of them. Honestly, not bad. That one with John Goodman, not bad. Uh, they're not this. Uh, it, it does kind of have that Blair Witch, Witch Project thing where the Book of Shadows, which isn't a bad movie, but it's not like a found footage movie. It's like a different movie. You know what I'm saying? Like, so for me, I don't hate it. It's just completely something different. And this definitely shook things up. There was a lot of buzz around this movie. Like, I remember pausing scenes, trying to see the monster in between the buildings. Um... There was this dude we used to hang out with, and I remember his sister used to be nuts Like when this came out. She told me all the little facts. Now, there's a different versions of this movie in the ending. You know how at the ending, Mark, how like when the footage cuts and it goes to them at Coney Island and it shows them on the Ferris wheel, and she's like, I had a good day. Well, what happens is it pans out to the water. And if you look in the water in the distance, you see like a thing fall from the sky and fall into the water. And apparently the theory is whatever that was either awoke the monster or it was the monster or, you know, whatever the fuck it was. But I didn't see it in that version I just watched today. And I'm very curious. Uh, you know, I just streamed it. I think it was on Pluto or, Pluto or something. Yeah, it was on Pluto. I don't, I don't remember seeing that. That but, would make sense that it would be there, yeah. But, but it 100% was in there. And I don't know why they took it out, uh, took that part out, or, you know. So, but very interesting kind of little part. But there's a lot of fan theories behind this. And if we're really thinking about it, something fucking massive could live in the ocean, bro. Like, you know. Well, yeah, uh, I mean, they talked about it in, in, while he was in the tunnel. Like, something could just be sleeping down there. Dude, that's that shit's the kind of shit that can keep you up at night, dude. Ocean monsters, like... What would you be more terrified of, alien invasion or or a bottom of the sea giant monster? Am I on land? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, well, I didn't know if I was like on a big like cruise ship or something. No, that's like scary. Crack. Anything is scary on a ship. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go with ocean monster because he's always been here. Like an alien, if they got here, that means they're smarter than us already. Like yeah. if they're already here, they're already more advanced than us. Yeah. I and mean, it's like that. that the that alone's freaky. Yeah, the monster is going to get bombed, so you have time to get away. Mm-hmm. At least you have a chance to get away. Cause... And it's probably a mammal, or it breathes air, or something. Like, we're fucking, we know something about it. Like, we can see an alien. You don't even know, bro. They got they got shit we don't even know about. They got here. They got different propulsion systems. They, they were able to get here. <laughs> they got different what? Propulsion systems. Propulsion yeah, so, uh, for example, like, there was, like, some of the UFO people that got, like, tracked. They, they saw or interviewed some of these military guys that aren't, like, goofy, quacky guys. Like, people that have a lot of shit to lose by saying, like, I saw a UFO. And there's, like, video footage. What we use as a propulsion system is we ignite something in an engine, and it pushes behind us, and we go forward, right? That's, mm-hmm. the, that's the principle of it. The way their shit went, like, their ship was, like... And, like, they were able, like, almost like it was magnetic or they found a different way to move. Like, mm-hmm. their propulsion system is, like, completely different than ours. And for someone to make it here, they're not using rockets. Like, they, like, they, you know what I mean? Like, they're, <laughs> no. they, like, I, they have beamed here. They've used something that we don't get. And, no, like, dude, that freaks millions, me out. There's light years fucking away, dude. Like you can't get there. All we know how to do is push oxygen. 
Yeah, that's like, it. We know how to push <laughs> 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 on a big ass rocket, dude. Uh, we just know how to push oxygen. These motherfuckers know how to travel where there's not oxygen. Yes. No, say so, nah. Yeah. Yeah. So I agree with you that I I would much rather have a giant sea monster. Which also pretty terrifying, but I do trust in the military that they would like kind of have a field day. Especially it would suck because there's a lot of people in Manhattan, but once they're like, all right, yeah, we're just blowing up the whole island, it's like, you know goddamn well you would bomb people. Like, think about bombers. Like, that stealth bomber, how often do you think he's bombing a month? Maybe none. I Maybe would say none. None, right? Maybe once. And then they just wake this dude up like, hey. There's a big monster in the city, and you're going to have to bomb the fuck out of them. You don't say. <laughs> they would go top gun, bro. Like, I want a different Cloverfield movie. I want it from the jet pilots. I want the, you know, and then you'd have some cool videos of, want, like, the I monster want, destroying them. I want Maverick to fight the giant monster. I want Tom Cruise on the Cloverfield monster. <laughs> He's riding them, you know. Dude, just fucking bobbing in between planes, bombing them. Holy shit. I've said it once. I'll say it twice, though, too. If you've never been to an air show, go to one. They're one of the coolest things you will ever experience. And even if you don't think that sounds like your bag, it's anyone's bag, bro. Like, it's a human feat of, like, holy shit, that looks cool. Like, everybody's seen planes, but you don't see those kind of planes all the time. So... I like a lot of those noises were very accurate in the movie when you hear just they're zooming like just just tearing the earth up and when they're on top of that building trying to get his little love Beth and those fucking jets just zoom past them dude that would rock your core that would rock your core I mean you would you would literally feel it when you watch them things it's really hard to like they defy science like I'm telling you I've seen planes like them jets bro they can like literally turn 90 degrees and just like hover in air turn 90 degrees and just go straight up in in the air you're like I don't it's hard for your brain to see because like if you've ever held your hand out a window or made a paper airplane you get the basic dynamics of flight and you need drag you you get it when something's just like cutting through the air like butter you're like uh so i would that would be kind of a cool movie to see like the airstrike to cloverfield even if it was like a short give me like a 20 minute movie like i'm just yeah be sick you know you got the guys up there looking like the the death like the imperial fighters in star wars they got the helmets on and shit and they're just up there like one goes down Final guy goes in for the shot. He flies into the monster's mouth, knowing he's gonna die. <laughs> it's kamikaze. <laughs> yeah, make he it rips from make, him. make him from Japan just to make it more ironic. He's like he's like looking at a picture of the monster up there, like. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> well. All right. Well, hitting the button, going through the portal, rate the movie. Floppy Howdy do. What's up with you? What's up with us is we're here to rate this movie on a horror movie scale, not a movie in general. This is the Sloppy Horror Podcast rating now that we got that out of the way. We're going to do this in a series of four categories. Three categories worth three points. Last category is worth one point for a total of... Ten points altogether. There you go. 
basic instructions because you've been here many times. You don't need to hear the whole spiel. So let's get into the first category here in the Sloppy Horror Podcast rating, and that is casting. Look, Mark, look, I'm telling you right now about casting. When you're dealing with found footage, there's a different kind of actor that you need. As you said, you need to be believable um, because, okay, don't get me wrong. People like watching movies or TV shows and shit like Riverdale where people are like, everyone is beautiful and like not sounding a type of way, but sometimes a lot of straight actors are gay, clearly gay men playing straight actors. And it's just like, ooh, here's the town badass. It's Derek. And he comes in like, I don't want you in my town anymore. Like, not not everybody talks like that, man. Like, they'll have the kid that's the dork in class, and it's just like a really beautiful girl or like a really, like, handsome model kid, but they just put glasses on him. (laughs) You know, you're like, that's not how that works. I want the kid in the button-up dragon shirt with pimples that plays Yu-Gi-Oh. Like, I need that kid, you know. That's, That's the believable kid you know but they don't do that a lot and so you know there's a scene for that but when movies are able to put like just kind of believable people like you said the annoying friend like hud you know yeah he's annoying but like you know there are people out there like that um I w- I'm thinking one and a half on this. I think it's just great enough for you to watch. I mean, nobody's like a... Uh, it, it's found footage. So nobody's like Oscar winning. This isn't like Blair Witch level where it's just the three people. There's a lot of people going on. But um, I think it's very run of the mill. Nothing that's over the top, but nothing that offends you either. It's just kind of right there. What say you, Ozark? Does that sound cool? Sounds fine to me. That is one and a half so far here on the Sloppy Horror Podcast rating. Let's get into the second category here in the Sloppy Horror Podcast rating, and that is kills. I really didn't think about this because you do have some dead bodies on screen. Really, uh, you know, his brother dies. What was his brother's name? I don't know, but he, uh, di- he dies on the bridge it? from a giant tentacle, and we have that girl, Madeline or Marilyn, whatever her name was. Miranda. Miranda die from a bite. What the hell was his brother's name? HUD dies from the monster. And I think Rob and that girl die that... from uh, missiles. Yeah, they die from missiles, which was pretty intense. Yeah. What the hell? Jason was his brother's name. Yeah. Jason. Yeah. yeah. And you do get a lot of people dying like on the bridge, but you're not really watching it. Um I feel like there's probably a one. Yeah, it's more than a half a point, probably, because the amount of de- death, but like it's more of like a natural disaster deaths. It's like a. It's, it's passive death. It's background death. There's death happening in the background. It's not relevant to. It's not making the scene. It's not mm-hmm. changing the story. It's like it's found footage. Nobody's going to make it. You know, nobody's going to fucking make it. You mm-hmm. know, they're all going to die, but it's just passive death in the background. Yeah. The most. The most Intense death was either HUD or Madeline. Meredith. What was her name? Miranda. Miranda. I'm sorry. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I can't get it right. There's too many girl names that start with M and A and R. <laughs> Fucking Momo. She was. <laughs> so, yeah. I agree with you there. So, that is two and a half out of ten so far here on the Sloppy Horror Podcast Ratings. Getting the third, final three point category here on the Sloppy Horror Podcast Rating, and that is fear. It's feeling half a point ish for this. It's not really scary. No. Um, 
It's it's more of like I'm not saying it's beautiful to watch, but it's not real. And like for anybody that is a fan of the natural disaster movies, there's a alley for that. People kind of like to watch the world in, so to speak, because it's such a powerful thing. Like it's such a like. If you live in a city or if you like whatever, these buildings stand. And like most of these buildings have been here before you and they'll probably be here after you, you know? And when you see like all of that just like washed away instant, that's a very like a, that's hard to perceive. Like yeah. that's very hard to perceive. So there's an audience for this. So I don't know how afraid they are versus it's just kind of interesting to watch. Well, it's, I mean, it's a sci-fi thriller. It's not an actual horror movie. It's not in a horror movie category. It's sci-fi thriller. Well, it can be scary. It's a scary situation, sure, but you know, like I, I don't mean real. to sound callous, but it's just cool to see Godzilla or a monster tear down a city. Yeah, it's, it's fucking a, awesome. It's a sci-fi thriller. You know, I mean, that's what you get. So that is three out of ten so far here on the Sloppy Horror Podcast rating. Let's get to the final one point category for half a point each here on the Sloppy Horror Podcast rating, and that is rewatchability. Yes, for me. I'm giving definitely a yes. I haven't thrown this one on in a while, but I wasn't disappointed when I did, and I will definitely watch this probably again before I die, unless I die soon. Yeah. It's a very it's a rewatchable movie to me, too. Um, it's not... Short. It's maybe once a year. Mm-hmm. You might be able to throw it on, or if it's on TV, you might, you know, keep it on. It's watchable. It's it's something where you just want something just mindless to watch. It's destruction. It's cool. It's destruction. It's you like know, monster it's, trucks, baby. Yeah. Why do you like it? I don't, I don't know. know. But I loved, I love cool. monster trucks when I was a fucking kid. They're cool. They What's not cool. to get? They just dude. They break stuff. Dude, they do backflips and shit now. It's fucking insane. A monster truck does a backflip. That's insane. I remember I went when I was a kid. When like, I did was a kid, they just crushed cars, and that was enough. Yeah. I remember this kid and his his like dad took me to monster trucks when I was little, mm-hmm. and the kid fell asleep at the monster truck show. How? I, I don't know. You have to. Yeah, our last monster truck show I had was when I was a kid. I didn't have earplugs in. I, I'll never forget that. I mean, I was probably six years old, dude. I'll never forget the kid fell asleep, and I'm just like, bro, bro, There's trucks and they're giant and they're monsters. And they always had cool names like Grave Digger. Grave Digger like, was the best. Yeah. Oh yeah. Bigfoot, of course, was the face. But um, yeah, who doesn't like that? I always want to see something like that. You know, oh like, yeah. It's just there's a there's a fun part of destruction that's going on. You know, it's like, like hey, everybody loves to see shit break. Okay. You want, you want to see me throw a bowling ball through this TV? Kinda. Look, yeah, there's some people that are creators, and there's some people that are destroyers. <laughs> That's true. You're either one or the other. (laughs) That's true, man. I am a destroyer so far. I'm so much a destroyer. I am not a creator. You know where Mark steps out is in the movies when they destroy beautiful cars. Mark's like... Okay, now, yeah. See, that's when you're going a little bit too far now. Don't destroy the beautiful car. Well, they like a lot of those don't make like kit cars, you know, so they can destroy them. Yeah. That would be kind of cool, though, if you could do that. And they're just like, hey, this looks like a GTO, but we need you to fucking demolish it. And you're like, all right. I guess. Stunt guys' lives are crazy. I'm telling you, you guys ever get bored? Read Kane Hodder's book, man. He just gives you a little taste of what some of the stuff that those people do. And you're like, fucking hey, man. Before we go any further, we have to we have to put the the, the final score up on the screen. Oh yeah! People. So that is a total of four out of ten for Cloverfield here on the official Sloppy Horror Podcast rating. 
I'm, we're not going to hit your portal because this is a PG-13 movie, so it's already rated. Yeah. A lot of times uh, we like to do that with our movies, uh, you know, because ours are sometimes fucking liars. Like, I, I know, like, uh, all of the parents from our generation couldn't have been just horrible parents. Like, we watched rated R movies when we were little. Like, there was no, like, maybes about it. Like, maybe they, it was kind of frowned upon or maybe you had really strict parents, but for the most part, like... We every week we were watching wrestlers say "suck it," and we were like watching horror movies, music videos, rap music, rock music. Like we had it all. We had like the pinnacle, and these kids are stepping down now. Like we were a really raunchy generation. Like we had like American Pie, Scary Movie. Like our generation's really fucked, Mark. Like as far as like being profane, you know. But, like, because I, I think we're bad judge of characters. Like, because now, like, if my kid was, like, if I went upstairs my 12-year-old son was watching Jason Goes to Hell, I'd be like, I used to love this one when I was your age. And then, like, there's, like, three naked people and somebody's fucking. And I'm like, ah, oh, I really did watch this when I was your age. And, like, was I weird? Was I weird? Or are you all soft? Or, like, I, maybe a little bit of both. You know what I mean? Maybe a little bit of both. But it's different. But this is 100%. I I don't. We don't need the portal because it is PG thirteen. But I, honestly, I think this is kind of an E for everybody. Yeah, really is. I mean, there's no like I said, there's no sexual things or no nothing in it. It's just destruction mm-hmm. and cursing. That's it. And kids like Godzillas and Frankenstein or not Frankenstein's uh, Godzillas and King Kongs and kids love seeing things get destroyed as much as as much as you know adults do. Mm-hmm. They do nothing but destroy things. Did so. you Did you like that one day after tomorrow? You remember that one? Yeah. Did you like that one? Yeah. It was cool. That, that was one, cool. I liked that one. That Apocalypse, one guy had his little dog. Apocalyptic movies are always fun. Uh-huh. It's yeah. always fun to see things get destroyed. It is. I, I forget what that one was called where uh, it, the cruise ship and it had a big giant rogue wave and it flipped them over. It was like started with a P, Poseidon maybe. That oh, was, the Poseidon Adventure. Like uh, where that cruise ship gets flipped over, yeah, and, and they got stuck in that bubble. Yeah, and they got to make their way through the upside down ship to get to the freedom. Yeah, yeah, no way believable at all. But it was yeah. like so fucking. Yeah, it was fun. That yeah. was a fun movie. Poseidon Adventure. I remember watching that as a kid on TV. What about Twister? That one was good. You remember Twister? Everybody loves Twister. It's a great fucking movie, dude. Great fucking movie. There have been, I think, in my lifetime, there have been like I've had five or six birthdays with tornadoes on my birthday. That just says something. Says something about you. Yeah. You're a whirlwind of a good time. (laughs) (laughs) You're damn right I am, bitch. You're bringing the storms. (laughs) Storm was a pretty cool X-Men for a girl. Bringing the storms. Storm, though, was a pretty cool X-Men or X-Woman, whatever you want to call it. Oh, sure. If I could recreate storms and shit, I'd do that. Hell yeah. It's pretty badass. Hell yeah. Well... We're winding up here in the final minutes here. Chris Raymond, do you have any messages for the boys and girls as we take our weekly break from the season? So, folks, we appreciate you for being here on the finale each and every week. And seriously, we cannot keep the lights on if you folks don't go to the Patreon and check it out. So we challenge you. I mean, we're like, I think at seven Patreons now. Get us to ten, okay? And then we can stop begging for money on the streets. That's what Mark and I were just doing before this. We were panhandling, okay? Now, we do a little comedy act, so we don't, you know, we try to make people laugh, make us earn our free beers, but we need you guys and need your help. 
So check that out. And also, check out that Fredheads documentary, all right? We need to support independent horror and independent horror documentaries. I love documentaries, love horror documentaries. And uh, these guys worked really hard on this. So check out that Fredheads, man. I definitely recommend it. What about you, Ozark? Anything to tell the people? Um, yeah. Um, we're going to try to get this merch shit figured out. Yep. So if you want or have been wanting. I know we've tried to do it in the past and we have not been successful. We're just two idiots trying to figure this out. We don't have fucking experience, but we're going to figure it out. And then all of my designs are going to be on a piece of cotton for you to wear. And it will be fucking cool. Okay? So I want a shirt. You want a shirt. A hat. I don't know. Socks. I don't know. I'm going to make a bunch of shit, but we're going to figure it out. So that will be available here, hopefully, very, very fucking soon. Okay, mm-hmm. so be on the lookout for that. You're gonna like it. We're gonna get that shit all figured out. So We're big gonna things get are squared away. Big things are coming here, and uh, stay tuned for the next season of the Sloppy Horror Podcast. And make sure you're uh, following Sloppy Horror on TikTok because that's where Christian Ramey is going to announce what the new season is eventually. So you can get excited about that. Yep. Mm-hmm. And of course, stay up on his videos. He makes great videos. He he, he has a good 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 good, good 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 time on there. So hey, we're trying to get to five thousand on YouTube as well. We're at like four point nine one. That's my challenge for y'all. If y'all are watching this on YouTube, whatever, uh, you know. And, and once we have this merch situation squared away, you know, we we probably we need to set goals for the Patreon and for the YouTube and whatever, and just have some giveaways. And it's gonna be a lot easier now that yep. we got our shit squared away. Yep. Once we have the proper distributing things in effect, uh huh. We'll give out like flashlights, give out helmets for slow people, all kinds of stuff. Yes. Uh, sloppy horror stickers on it, all kind of shit. Yes. We're going to have a deck of cards with nothing but nude pictures of us. Of our dicks. Yes. Mm-hmm. In all different angles and all different sizes mm-hmm. in different temperatures. So, <laughs> we will see you next season <laughs> on, on the Sloppy Or Podcast. This is a dick with a fan blowing on it. <laughs> 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 Don't be over.